Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Now, live and direct from the press box at Old Comiskey Park, it's time for When Football Was Football. Let's join your host, Joe Ziemba, with another forgotten tale from Chicago's pro football history. Let's go! They called them Cinderella's, a couple of previously woebegone National Football League teams that had never been to the big ball, more commonly known as the NFL Championship Game. Since the NFL staged its first playoff game in 1932 due to a tie in the standings, neither the Philadelphia Eagles nor the Chicago Cardinals had ventured into the annual battle for Pro Football's top prize. By 1933, the separation of league clubs by division led to the natural creation of a yearly skirmish for the overall NFL title. On this episode of When Football Was Football, we'll head back to 75 years ago today to December 24, 1947, when both of these clubs were preparing for the big game scheduled for December 28th in Chicago. The Eagles were required to defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers in a one-game playoff to determine the Eastern Division frontrunner, while the Cardinals secured the top spot in the Western Division by sweeping past the Chicago Bears in the final outing of the regular season. The Cardinals, now 9-3 for the season, would entertain the Eagles with a 9-4 record at Comiskey Park in the championship contest. With neither team previously participating in the biggest game on the NFL schedule, there was of course excitement and a bit of apprehension on both sides. And in those days, when most players still worked a second job during the season to make ends meet, the winner's share of the championship proceeds would be significant according to the Associated Press which said, there is a lot at stake for both Cinderella finalists. Besides the $500 difference per man between the winner's and loser's share of the expected $150,000 gate, both clubs will be battling for either's first league title since the East-West divisions were formed in 1933. Naturally, media from each city praised their local club for peaking at the right time, as well as for having superior offensive manpower to overcome the opposing defense. However, by December 24th, the Associated Press had identified the Cardinals as an astronomical two-touchdown favorite over the Eagles. Cardinals coach Jimmy Councilman, who was never one to believe the headlines, offered a realistic outlook on his upcoming opponent, saying, They are a rough, tough club, and now that they've entered their jinx of never quite reaching the title game, they'll be tough to stop. No doubt about it, the Eagles are the class of the East, but I'm sure we'll be up for this one. 
Councilman himself received a nice pat on the back when owner-coach George Hellis of the rival Chicago Bears nominated Councilman for the Coach of the Year honor by stating, I know he, Councilman, was supposed to have a dream backfield, but it almost turned into a nightmare for us. Ellis was referring to the Cardinals' talented backfield of quarterback Paul Christman, fullback Pat Harder, halfback Charlie Trippi, and halfback Marshall Goldberg. This was believed to be the first NFL backfield that started four collegiate All-Americans. During the 1947 season, Goldberg switched over primarily to defense, and Elmer Engsman replaced him in the Cardinals' offensive alignment. On the Philadelphia side, Coach Greasy Neal identified his two areas of concern for the upcoming game. He said, first, we have to stop those passes of Paul Christman to Mel Kuttner and Billy Duell. And second, we must halt the hard-running Pat Harder. If we do that, and I say this sincerely and not hopefully, the Eagles will be the NFL champions. While Neal was correct in his assertion that the Cardinals' passing attack needed to be derailed, Prior to the championship game, Christman had completed 139 of 301 passes for 2,191 yards and seven touchdowns. The chief beneficiaries of those tosses were Kuttner and Duell, who combined for 85 receptions covering 1,520 yards. But Neal would also need to be aware of the presence of halfback Elmer Engsman, who topped the Cardinals in rushing in 1947 with 412 yards in 110 carries, or 3.7 yards per attempt. By December 24th, advanced ticket sales for the game had already exceeded $100,000, and Cardinals president Ray Benningson quietly predicted that a crowd surpassing 40,000 might be on hand, providing the challenging December weather in Chicago just might cooperate. In order to protect the field at Comiskey Park, Superintendent Leo Dillon reported that he expected the gridiron to be in good shape despite any possible inclement weather. After his crew carefully covered the turf with a Kansas and then 18 tons of hay. As the big day approached, the Chicago Tribune recalled that it had been 22 years since the Cardinals were awarded with an NFL title. Specifically, it listed Chris O'Brien as one of the 1947 team's biggest fans. O'Brien, of course, was one of the founders of the team back in 1899 when it was first known as the Morgan Athletic Association. The Tribune reported, When the Cardinals play Philadelphia on December 28th at Comiskey Park, the gangling gray-haired gent pacing lower deck aisles will be Chris O'Brien. 22 years ago, Chris was the owner, manager, and part-time coach of the last Cardinal eleven to win the professional title. The Cardinals have not won the title. That honor still may be denied, but 22 years is a mighty long time to wait for your team again to reach the top. The Eagles were scheduled to depart for Chicago by train on Friday, December 26th, and both teams planned on spending Christmas Day on the practice field. Instead of celebrating the holiday at home, each player hoped that a very big present in the form of an NFL title might be under their tree on December 28th. Please join us on December 27th here on the Sports History Network as we take a look at the final preparations for the NFL championship game in 1947. We'll include last minute messages from the coaches and we'll take a peek at the travel arrangements of the Eagles. Please join us then, and thank you.
This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. We at the Sports History Network are so glad to introduce to you a new addition to our lineup, the Gridiron Greats Magazine Podcast. It's a weekly podcast that focuses on the history and memorabilia of North American football since its inception in 1869. It's hosted by Bob Swick, the publisher and editor of Gridiron Greats Magazine, and Joe Squires, a longtime contributor to that magazine. The podcast was launched in 2017 and has over 150 episodes that you can listen to now on the Sports History Network, as well as your favorite podcast provider. So join Bob and Joe as they go through football history, talking about the memorabilia and the great legendary players and games of the American Gridiron on the Gridiron Greats Magazine Podcast. 